Come after me. One of the games I loved as a child, maybe I wouldn't say publicly until now, um, was follow the leader. But, but a follow the leader game where somebody was leading that was going to make it very hard, very challenging, and would just do crazy stuff that, and didn't think that everyone else could follow. Because if, if somebody just did something simple, if they just kind of walked along, it was very boring. Like, I'm going to go do something else. And yet, as I have gotten older, I, I still want things to be exciting, but I also like it when things are predictable, <laughs> when they're according to my plan, when they're within my control, and there's less surprises. The, the prophet Jeremiah today is annoyed because God is being unpredictable. That he was serving God, he was serving the king, and all of a sudden the king died, the people are now turning against him, and things are not happening the way he wanted them to happen. He, he had his whole plan. He could, he could see it. He could see everything just laid out. And now it's falling apart. And so he turns to God and he says, You dupe me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. That, God, I, I set out to follow you and do what you asked me, and you tricked me. Like you, I, I, thought, I thought when I followed you, God, that everything would go great. I thought that everything would just fall into place that it would be happy and easy. But this is really hard, and there's suffering, and I don't like it. And you, you can almost feel, though, with, this, with what he says, you, this, is some, this is a prayer I've said before, you dupe me, O Lord, and I'd let myself be duped, is there's, there's, a, there's an annoyance, but there's also kind of a smile, like, God, you got me again, you know? Like, it's like Jesus says, I said yes to one mile and it took me for two miles. I, you know this has happened in our lives when we look at a, a situation and we feel almost a little dumb. We feel kind of ashamed, like, ah, oh, I'd let that happen. Uh, here's an example. It, it happened to me this week. It's a, it's a little silly and I actually feel a little embarrassed but I'm just going to give you an example, right? So I was in Phoenix on Tuesday, and I just had lunch, and I'm driving to my parents' house. And I, I notice as I stop at this light that there's this older gentleman who's walking along the street. He's got a cane, and he just seems a little confused. Like he, he kind of moves one direction, then he kind of looked back. And I'm kind of just, I just, I saw him. I was like, hmm. Okay, uh, I have, I'm going somewhere, I have plans. Okay, the light turned green, I start to go, and I'm just like, if I don't, if I don't see if he needs help, I'm going to be thinking about this old guy that I neglected the rest of my day, and who knows how much longer. And so I turn around, I come around, I pull up on the side street there, and, and he's still just kind of like, like wandering, and it's 110 degrees out. And so I pull over, and I roll down the window, and I, and I ask, I go, hey there, how... How's it going? Everything okay? 
And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to go there. I was like, oh, are you trying to go somewhere? You look like you're wandering. And, and so I asked, are you trying to go somewhere? And he's like, yeah. And then he grabs my door handle <laughs> and proceeds to open the door. And I was like, oh, uh, would you like a ride? <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, like nothing like it. He just sits down. And I was like, oh. I was like, so you're going that way? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Okay, here we go. So we're doing this. So I turned on the road. And it turns out he's 92 years old. And I was like, okay, you know, he's, he, he looked older, and he is. And I was like, okay, so you go, where are you going? He's like, Deer Valley Road. I was like, that's a few miles. Okay, so we're, um, so we're driving, and I'm like, well, what's happening there? Are you meeting somebody? Is there a doctor's appointment? He's like, no, I just like to ride the bus. And you can just drop me off, and then I'll walk across the street and take the bus back home. I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. Um, I was like, okay. And then I'm thinking, well, what if I drive you all the way out there and drop you off? Are you really with it? And he's like, we start talking more, and he's from Australia, and he goes, yeah, my, my parents are there, and my dad's going to come visit me. I said, wow, uh, how old are your parents? <laughs> he said, gosh, yeah, they, uh, they must be in their 90s. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there thinking, like, God, what did you get me into? <laughs> I was just like doing a welfare check, and now we're in this together. So we're, we're driving down the road, we got our masks on, and I'm like, all right, you know. So we get there, and I just say, hey, um, I'm actually going back the exact same way we just came. What if I just gave you a ride back home, and then we can just keep talking? He's like, sure. So, so I take him home, and I mean, that's pretty much the end of the story. We get there, and he says, uh, I was like, see you later, and he said, well, aren't you coming inside? <laughs> We came this far, you know, so, uh, but I just, I drove away from that situation and I'm like, that was totally different than what I was expecting for my afternoon. That I had my own plan and then all of a sudden this happened and I just thought of the scripture where Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, you do for me. And it made me feel like, God, I had a plan for today but you wanted me to hang out with you for an hour and just be in this man's life who maybe doesn't interact with a lot of people or I don't know what. Maybe he was, maybe you helped me avoid some harm that was going to happen to him that day. I have no idea. Following Jesus is a lot of things that we weren't expecting. That when we say yes, all right, God, all right, let's do it, God. Let's, I want to I follow you. I want to do your will. The part of what happens there is a need for us to let go of our own plans and expectations, or at least to hold them gently. In our gospel today, we, we pick up from last week where Peter was told, Peter, you are the rock, and I will build my church on you. And so you could just think Peter's like, wow, this is awesome. Like, there's a lot of responsibility, but like, I'm in charge. Wow. And now a few verses later, Jesus says, okay, now that we've settled that, now I am going to go to Jerusalem where I will suffer and die and I will be raised. And Peter's like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Like, Jesus, we're going to do this together and 
I'm not going to let you suffer. And Jesus gives him the strongest rebuke in the scriptures. He says, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. That you, clinging to your plans and expectations, you not giving me freedom to do my will, that that's what the evil one wants to do. To cling to my will, my plans, versus having a freedom to follow where God's going to take us, where he wants to lead us on a better road. It's a little bit like, do I hold on to, sometimes these are good things. I had a good plan. And God says, are you holding on to your good plan? Are you holding on to my gifts? Or are you holding on to me? And letting me take you on an adventure. This idea is, it's core, it's central to our Christian faith. It's Mary who's betrothed to Mary Joseph. And all of a sudden the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit, the angel shows up and says, you will conceive by the Holy Spirit and your life's going to go this way. And Mary says, all right, let's do it. The Jesus in the garden says, Father, I don't want to suffer. Take this cup from me. But not my will. Your will be done. Letting our plans die is hard. Letting my timeline fall apart. And, and, and we're talking about like big things, but also small things like, oh, I thought we were going to have dinner there, but they're closed. Or this person said they were going to have dinner, but now they're not. Or this person was going to be my roommate. And then now all of a sudden you're living with them. Like you, like what? Like I thought the paper was due this date. And now it's, I mean, it happens all the time. And we can sit there and be frustrated and say, this is not the plan. This is not what I wanted. Or if we hold our plans gently, because we have to make plans, we have dreams, we have hopes, but we hold them gently and say, well, this is what I want. I hope it works out, but if not, maybe that's okay. Here's what I want. God, here's what I want. Here's what I was hoping for. Here's what I am hoping for. And if it doesn't work out, maybe it's okay. That's a disposition of heart that only comes from prayer and being close to the Lord, to being willing to let go of my plan and be willing to embrace his plan. What is his plan? It's, it's Jesus. It's his cross. That he invites me to turn to him in the cross to seek him and let him take me on that adventure, to come after him. Not to come after me, myself, and I, and what I want, but actually to bring what I want to him and to follow him. I had a, a very real experience of this my senior year in college. I, 
I had it all planned out. I was graduating, doing pretty well. I had a job already lined up from an internship I had. And over Christmas break, my senior year, I met the most beautiful girl I'd ever met in my life. Like literally. Every time I saw her, my stomach would just do a flip. And we started dating, and I could just see it. And I had thought about priesthood a little bit, but she was a lot more attractive. So I, so I made the decision. I said, I, I choose her. I choose to work, and I will spend my life loving her and any children we have. Like, this is what I want. Well, as you can tell, that didn't happen, right? That six months later, it fell apart. And I sat there confused, like, well, no, 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 this, this is not the plan. Like, here, come back, let's sit down and talk, because clearly you don't understand, this is the plan, this is good for me, it's good for you. You just, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. This is not what I wanted. I even, it was, I didn't realize it, but it was kind of bad. So I went and saw, um, I talked to this priest one day, and, and I said, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, that, it was really, it really stinks, and uh, I've let go of her, and, and he goes, oh, have you? I was like, I haven't? He's like, no. But the invitation that I felt from the Lord in that was, come to me. Well, I don't want to let go of her. He's like, just come to me. You're hurt, you're disappointed, your hopes were crushed. Come tell me about it. That, that, that my prayer, that living sacrifice that St. Paul talks about in Romans today, was to bring whatever's on my heart in my life, to bring it to him. To tell him what I had hoped for to tell him how I was feeling. And as I turned to Jesus and his cross, it was almost like a tool that, that as I clung to him, he, he pulled me out of the, the thick mud of dashed hope and pain. And by clinging to him and bringing to him my, my frustration, my disappointment, my pain, that, that I was eventually able to let go and to be able to start to see things from a new perspective, that maybe this is better. And that led me to actually taking a job as a youth minister for a couple of years, and I dated somebody else who helped redeem my, my heart in terms of marriage and all sorts of things. It led me to seminary, which led me here. That somehow he had a plan that was different than my plan. But it could only happen if I let go of my plans. And as I cooperated with him and walked with him, that I discovered that the will of God is indeed good and pleasing and perfect. And so our invitation is to not have you know, hopes and dreams, but to actually bring them to him and to hold them gently. To say, this is what I want. But maybe it's okay if it doesn't happen. Lord, I hope I want this, and so I'm hoping you want this, but maybe, maybe, perhaps, possibly, that if it doesn't happen, maybe it'll be okay.
I do this in marriage prep. I'll say to the person, do you need each other? Wow. And then the healthy response is, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this person. I was just, I really want to be with this person. I hope it works out. But if it doesn't, I could still be happy. I was happy once before. I could be happy again. That is true freedom. Freedom to follow the Lord. Because the truth is, our plans are actually simple and boring. But when I follow Him, He takes me on an adventure that challenges me, that stretches me beyond what I thought I could do. But it's exciting that I'm, I, I'm stretched, that I experience things better than I ever could before. The coming after Him is the hardest and best adventure of all.